G'day and welcome to the Ball Boys Fantasy Basketball Podcast. Coming at you with week four waiver wire ads. These players you can go add to your team and improve your chances uh, this week. Let's go! Talking about practice. LeBron James with no regard for human life. And he's Back out to Allen. History Twitter. Curry for three. Wow! Unbelievable. Making it rain in New York. We the North are now we the champions. Not the destination, it's the journey. Mamba out. G'day and welcome to the Ball Boys Fantasy Basketball Podcast brought to you by Hoop Ball. My name is Mitch Casey, and you can find me on Twitter at BallBoysNBA and on Instagram at BallBoysFantasyBasketball. We've got him back this week, uh, fellas. We, we've got the, the guru back, Callum Mack. Uh, we missed you last week, mate. How you doing? I'm doing well. I'm doing well. It was, it was tough to take a week off um, from all the loyal fans out there, but we're back. We're talking NBA fantasy, as always. As always, mate. Yeah, we uh, hopefully I held the fort down, and, and uh, people didn't get sick of my voice last week, but... Uh, got, a, got a couple of shows happening this week, so the first one, as always, as we've done um, each week so far early in the season, uh, are the waiver wire ads. So that's what we're getting stuck straight into today. Um, first one, and probably the one that needs to be added absolutely everywhere. He's probably, I haven't checked the stats just yet, but he's probably more than likely gone in your league, but just to make sure that he's not... And it is, it is Andre Drummond, currently in 84% rostered leagues. But uh, just in case, we just wanted to put him on here. Andre Drummond, obviously with Joel Embiid out, he's a must-roster player everywhere. What's uh, what's going on with Drummond here? Yeah, and, and it looks like cause I'm a Joel Embiid owner in, in one of my main leagues here. And so I'm pretty sad to see him go. But he'll be going, I think it's um, some safety, health and safety protocols. So you, you can expect Drummond to probably start for at least probably next week as well, yeah. is my assumption. So he's been killing it. 25 rebounds followed by a 20 rebound game. Um, this is what he's done kind of like previously at Detroit. And and he's kind of shooting pretty well too. His field goal has been up there. That was kind of one of what hurt him in his, in his value, but he's been doing, you know, 62%, 55%. That, that, that kind of stats does help with the steals and the blocks are also there. So Andre Drummond, if he's on your way for go Adam, be mindful of the free throw percentage. That's why I was kind of a bit hesitant to get him when I saw Joel Embiid was going to be out. Um, I decided not to get him. I regret that now because it hasn't been drastic enough to completely affect your team because he hasn't been attempting many. Yeah, yeah. He's he's not the focal point of the offense like he, what he was in Detroit, um, probably for a good good reason. But yeah, I think obviously you still need to be aware of the free throw percentage, but he's no, not taking anywhere near attempts. And you just like, you can't leave 25 rebounds on the waiver wire. Like no matter, no matter what you punt build really, because like 25 rebounds from a single player in a single game, just like shifts the tide so much that yeah, you can, uh, yeah, you can probably turn that weakness into a strength, at least for this week when, um, and beat is out, and then and then you can ditch him after. If you're in a roto league, I would be just hanging him on for him for the entire season, basically as like a handcuff. You can just store him on the bench, and then when Embiid's out, plug him in. Uh, a lot of people who have roto teams have probably already done that, but uh, yeah, he's he's a, a great handcuff player to have with Joel Embiid. Uh, he was the obvious one. Let's move on to a few of the other ones. I'm not going to label these as sort of 10-team or 12-team ads today. We will have a deep league ad section later on, but these guys are all sort of in the mix, depending on the categories you need, I think. So we'll talk through a few of them. Uh, the first one I'm going to talk about is George Niang. 
uh, for the 76ers again. What's going on with George Yang? Is is he? Do you see him as a must roster player, or is he short term value? What's what's your thoughts on Yang? He's definitely short term value, but if, if you need a bit of an, an up for this week, um, but specifically probably in threes and points, I'd, I'd go ahead and get him on three throws as well. Like he's, he's shooting it well, he's probably not attempting a whole lot, but for threes and points, he's pretty valuable. Um, Tobias Harris has been sidelined, and I think he will be back sooner rather than later. Yeah. Um, and this is kind of where Niang's getting his minutes from. He's been putting up, you know, about 25 minutes a game um, pretty, pretty regularly. And he's averaged, you know, over 12 points over the past seven games now. So that's, sorry, six games. That's consistency, which is what you like to see. Um, if you care about turnovers, he's also been very, very, very good in that category again. So there's pretty much three categories there, which are quite nicely um, boosted up. So I, I think he's definitely streamable until Tobias gets back. Um, he's worth looking at. Yeah, I think even probably uh, after Tobias gets back, I'd still hold on to him. Probably until Embiid comes back as well because they're running a pretty tight rotation there with only like seven players getting minutes. So even if Harris comes back, I think he's probably going to affect a player like Paul Reed more so than um, than a Niang. Uh, I think Niang will still get minutes, even if he's coming off the bench or whatever like that because they just, without Embiid, and obviously Ben Simmons is not still not playing, but... They've, they're lacking a lot of offensive options and, and players that can score the ball. And he's been playing really well. Like, he, he honestly is, is taking his opportunity, and, and I think he's pushed his case for more minutes moving forward for the rest of the season. Um, and so when Embiid's not there, there's a big usage hole that needs to be filled, and I think him and Tyrese Maxey are definitely filling that hole at the moment, uh, as well as another guy that we'll speak about uh, soon. Um, the next player I want to talk about he hasn't played a game yet this season, but I think if you've got something to cut, or even if your league allows um, swapping of or adding someone straight onto your injured reserve or injured listed spots, um, Dylan Brooks is a player I want to mention because he's likely to return probably any game now. I think I think he's more than likely going to be playing next game. Um, he looks like he's going to be going straight back into the starting lineup. We'll wait to see how that affects uh, Desmond Bain or. Um, Anthony Melton, stay tuned to our Twitter uh, to see what is going on there and how this would affect them. I wouldn't be dropping either of those two players. Let's just wait and see how the minutes roll out. Uh, but what are we doing here with Dylan Brooks? Cal, are you thinking he's a priority ad or are you more of a wait and see? I guess it depends on what you're looking for as well. What are your thoughts? Yeah, I do a wait and see. Um, if you've got a spare injured thing, you could even just pick him up now pretty, pretty comfortably. If you're going to drop someone anyway, just pick him up put him on the injury list and then pick someone else up and wait for him to get back up. I, I think he probably will get the starting lineup. There was a lot of um, high kind of praise for him in the playoffs and, and everything last year. Mm. I'm not too sure how the rotation works out. Someone's obviously going to take a hit, whether it's Bain, who has been ownable, or if it's Melton, who's been probably a bit more of a wave wire, but he's, he's kind of proven himself a bit more recently. Um, one of them's going to take a hit. It could even be Brooks, but it could be a bit of a, a bit of a gamble, spin the dice and someone see what happens. I would put my money on that. He will, um, probably start on the bench initially, but will be brought into the starting lineup after maybe a week or so. Yeah, I think I think that might be a bit of a slow start. So um, I've actually picked him up in, in our league and I'm storing him on my injured reserve spot at the moment and just letting him sit there and just, just as like a bit of a, almost like a free trial. I just want to see how he comes back and see what his minutes are and, and what, he, what he puts up. He's a player that's going to put up decent points. He's going to put up decent threes. He might get over a steal a game. Um, free throw percentage will be solid. The turnovers and field goal percentage are going to be pretty rough. So if you care about those sort of things, then maybe just beware. He does. He's not going to put up a huge amount of rebounds and assists either. So 
he is back end. He's not, not the highest upside kind of guy in terms of fantasy. Um, but if you do need points, threes, and some steals, then yeah, he's someone that you could just at least have a look at. If not, I wouldn't be rushing to grab him, but at least have him on your watch list. Know that he's coming back. Um, and those other guys, just be aware that he's coming back. Uh, I will mention, though, Callum, De'Anthony Melton's the 62nd ranked player, so uh, I think that's a little bit better than a waiver wire uh, level talent there. So put some respect <laughs> on that man's good. name. Is he doing better than Bain? I'll look at Bain now. So 67, that's um, impressive. Bain at 76, so they're both very, very ownable right now. Yeah, 100%. Um, obviously, Melton, he doesn't have those those huge points, but those steals, the blocks, the threes, yeah, it all, it's all it's all very nice over there. Uh, all right, yeah, let's move. Blocks up to point nine for Danthy Melton now. It's getting up there, and that's legit, man. He can block shots. In, only, still only twenty eight minutes a night, so just wait to see how those minutes shake out. Um, it could even be more of a Kyle Anderson taking less minutes, and um, we've obviously seen them go smaller as well with a bit of less Stephen Adams out on the court recently. So uh, it, it, lots to still play out in that Memphis rotation. Don't be too quick to react. Um, let's talk about another... We've got a lot of 76ers on the list at the moment because they're, they're short-handed. Danny Green is back from a short absence. He came off the bench last game, but I think he might return to the starting lineup sooner rather than later. I think they were just being cautious um, with his... I think it was a hamstring that he had. Um, he's been putting up solid numbers, nothing too flashy, but if you need someone just to give you those triple one numbers, steals, blocks, threes, um, he is going to rank very well, low turnovers... Uh, but obviously, the upside is very limited. Um, probably better suited to deeper leagues, or if you just need someone real solid just to plug and play, uh, especially on a low-volume week where they're playing on non-low-volume uh, sort of days this week uh, as a streamer. What are, your, what are your thoughts on Danny Green? Yeah, I think he's addable um, in like a punt assist build um, or a punt points build um, just because he gives you the three-pointers, the steals, and the blocks. Um, that there. Steals have been really good so far. As well, he's going to get minutes. Um, he doesn't hurt you too much in field goal just because he doesn't shoot a whole lot. Um, so, look, I still I think he's worth owning for now just because he'll get minutes. He will get the defensive stats. That's, that's what he's there for. That's yeah. why you get him. Yeah. It, like I said, not flashy, but it's still going to be worthwhile, um, especially if you need those stats. If you're looking for points, obviously don't you're not – Danny Green's not going to do, do you much good. If you're looking for assists and rebounds, again, not going to do much good. But those other stats often get forgotten about and overshadowed. And they are still very important. And especially, like we said, on a low-volume week for um, the 76ers. The last 76er we'll talk about here is Furkan Korkmaz. Um, obviously, he had a brutal day from the field today. Uh, what did he shoot? Like, <laughs> 1 of 18 or something like that? I'll have to just quickly fact-check that one. But Well, he shot um, 11%. So. Yes, there you go. Uh, yeah, terrible, terrible okay. field goal percentage. But... The good news is, is he put up... Two from 18. Yeah, he put up 18 (laughs) shots. That does hurt. It does hurt, but he put up 18 shots. So the man's getting usage. He's going to chuck the ball up. And like we said with a few of those other guys, there's low... There's a low amount of talent on this team right now. So again, a bit of a streamer for points and threes. Um, Good free throw percentage. He's not going to be that awful most nights. He's getting lots of minutes. I still think he is someone you can stream at least for short-term value uh, if you need those categories. Yeah, I totally agree. You, you look at his minutes. He played 45 minutes tonight, which is pretty pretty yeah. wild. 40 minutes tonight before, 32, 26. If you ignore the five-point game, this shocker he had today, he was putting up great stats, 19 points, 25 points, 11, 15. There is consistency there. And with a lot of three-pointers, he had a seven three-point game um, and a five three-point game, and it's gotten a bit cold now. But I think um, he'll bounce back. So, Who, who would you rather, um, Niang or, or Korkmaz? 
Um, I, I feel like I probably would go Korkmaz. I would go Korkmaz. Yeah. He's uh, so Niang's rostered in thirty two percent, and Korkmaz is rostered in forty three percent. So, uh, look, I'm on the Niang side. I think, I think Niang's a bit more reliable. He's been a bit more consistent, but it's close. They're pretty similar players, to be honest. Um, so I wouldn't be mad with either of them. If if either of them, if you need points in threes, grab both. Why not? If you've got like a couple of guys on the end of your roster and you need to win this matchup, or you you sort of lacking some threes and, and you want to get some more stats there, then then both are fine. And I think until Embiid is back, they're both going to have high value. Because like you said, forty five minutes in the last game. You still take 10 minutes off that, and he's playing 35 minutes, you know what I mean? So he's still got lots of minutes in reserve. Uh, so I'm not too worried about um, Tobias Harris coming back. But when Tobias Harris comes back and Joel Embiid, that's when you start to run out of usage and run out of minutes. All right, let's go on to the last couple. Um, let's talk about LaMarcus Aldridge. We, we've been wondering what's going on with the center situation over there in Brooklyn. It looks like Aldridge has sort of emerged himself as the winner of this um, trio between him, Griffin, and Claxton, who's obviously injured at the moment. Uh, also, Paul Millsap, who's just a bit of a ghost himself. Um, are we are we adding Aldridge in 12-team leagues? How how deep or how shallow do you think we should be adding uh, LaMarcus? I think definitely in 12-team leagues, and, and consider it in a 10-team league if he, if he fits your build, because he's getting like pretty good blocks as well, like points, blocks, field goal. Um, he's a big that can hit free throws as well. That should yes. be understated, so it doesn't really hurt you there. I, th- I think he's worth owning, I, um, especially in a 12 league. If you're a 12 league guy, I'd be going to pick this guy up because he can even hit the odd three. Um, it, it's hard to get someone that gets like, you know, one three-pointer, one block a game while putting, you know, pretty competitive field goal and com- competitive points. His points has been up and down, yes. But look, there's some bright sparks there. 23-point game, a 21-point game, a 19-point game. Um, and he hasn't played many. Like there's only about, what, 11 games into the season. So yeah. th- there's definitely some promise. Yeah, and it is promising because he's obviously had a big break from basketball uh, with his sort of, oh, I'm retiring, oh, no, I'm not, um, kind of uh, episode. But So he, he might actually improve and get better as the season goes on. The minutes are solidly in the low to mid-20s. He did have a 28-minute uh, game against Indiana, which he put up 21-8. and eight. That's a really nice game. You're right, the blocks are there at 1.2 per game. He was putting up about 1.6... Um, the season before last in San Antonio uh, obviously dropped off massively last year. But, uh, yeah, I, I think he's got – obviously, he's he's been a top 50 player for many, many years until last season. Uh, and, you know, over in Brooklyn, without Kyrie Irving, there's a bit more usage to go around than we initially thought. So um, he seems to be the guy who's getting – he's basically like the third option behind James Harden and Kevin Durant, pretty much um, ahead of some of those other guys like Joe Harris and – um, Blake Griffin and those sort of types. So yeah, I think I think in a twelve team league, it, it's you, you can grab him and, and sort of see how it goes. And um, just just interested to see how it goes with uh, Claxton when he's back and healthy. Not that he's going to take his role, but he might just take a few of the minutes away, and he might not be getting as much minutes as he's getting now. Um, but we'll see how it all pans out. And for now, I think you can just add him and um, just see how it goes. All right, let's move on to the last guy in our um, normal or standard league ads. Um, I'm less hyped about this one than some of the others, but still, if you need points, he fits a role. It is Anthony Simons. What What are your thoughts on uh, Anthony here? Um, he's been, look, he's been heating up a bit. He has some cold games, so it's a bit of a gamble if you get him. But the minutes are there. The minutes are about 25 minutes a game. Um, 
And the points, look, he's been averaging 13 points a game so far, low turnovers, pretty reasonable field goal and hasn't missed a free throw. So there, there's some good signs that he's really just a threes and points probably is all you're getting with the odd, odd assist yeah. as well. Um, but outside, that's what you need for your team. I think he's worth grabbing. I mean, in a 12-team kind of format, I would be considering him. He's not like a must-own. But if he fits your build, then I think he's worth looking at. Yeah, I, like that's that's right. I don't think he's a must roster player, but I think that if you if you need points, if you need threes, then he's definitely someone that even in a limited role he can do that. And um, you know, this, there's a little bit of a question mark with Demi Lillard and this this abdominal injury and things like that. So if that was ever to cause him to miss time, he would then probably become a must roster player. I just won't be, wouldn't be expecting. You know, your steals or rebounds, uh, not too many assists either, really. Uh, he, he's a bucket getter, and that's, and that's what he's going to do. And if that's what you need, then then I think he's fine to add in that situation. Um, I'd probably prefer the Philadelphia 76er guys over him, um, just because there's that security of a role right now, um, more minutes at the moment. Would you agree with that, or, or are they a bit more even in your eyes? Well, I'd say in terms of waiver wire guys, you probably are looking more short-term. So, yes, yeah. I would agree. Long term, I think Simmons is probably more sustainable in terms of what he's putting up over the course of the season. Yeah. I also think there's not much upside, though. So that's why I sort of like with all these guys, there's not that much upside. So I am just sort of targeting short term and then I'll move on to the next guy when something else happens. All right. uh, Last section here for these waiver wire ads. We're going to some deep, deep league ads. You guys have been requesting a bit of this in some of our podcasts. So we're coming at you with a few deep league ads. The first one I want to highlight... Is it's a guy with a lot of upside. He's got opportunity right now. It might die off really quickly, but if it works, it will work big. And that is Paul Reed. Um, he is a, he's a per minute stat monster, basically. Um, however, he's someone that doesn't get on the court as much, and doesn't look like it doesn't look like um, Coach Rivers really likes him. He's been hesitant to play in more than sort of 24 minutes a night. But obviously with the injuries, Joel Embiid being out for COVID reasons, um, I think Paul Reed is worth a gamble. And just to see how it all shakes out. I'm interested to see what happens when uh, Harris comes back. But I still think it's worthwhile just adding him and seeing seeing what happens. Yeah, I, I agree. I think um, especially what you just pointed on, just pick him up for now, see what happens when Tobias gets back. He, he, he's there for the defensive stats. Yeah. Um, he really hunts blocks. Uh, he, had, he had a nine-minute game where he got two blocks. So he's, he's chasing them. He's gone off them. The game yep. he played today, he got three steals uh, with two blocks. So yep. there, there are some positive stats there. So in deep leagues, you know, that could swing either of those categories. Yeah, yeah. He's, so, he's, so for that reason, the minutes are there um, for now anyway. So he, he is a good kind of short-term potential steal block Um bit of rebounds kind of contributor. Yeah, decent rebounds. The field goal percentage will be solid as well. Uh, he's not going to hurt you anywhere. Like, the turnovers won't be super high. Um, I don't think he's going to be taking many free throws. He can hit a three here and there, although I wouldn't count on it too much. He's just... He's a pretty solid across the board with good defensive stats uh, kind of guy. And if the minutes are going to be there, he's going to put them up. Um, the next guy I want to throw out there is Cameron Payne, who obviously lit the world up uh, in the playoffs last year. Uh, I'm a big fan of Cameron Payne. Uh, I think he is an is a excellent backup point guard and could even start for a few NBA teams. Uh, he was out for a little while with an injury, but he came back uh, and in his second game back put up 24 points, four rebounds, three assists, a steal, and four threes in 22 minutes. Um, so he's someone that 
they're obviously trying to be conservative with Chris Paul. He's an older guy. So they're, they're going to give him a bit of a leash off the bench. And I think he's a decent per-minute guy from the guard position. Um, and in deeper leagues, I think you could do a lot worse than adding Cameron Payne, who's only rostered in 5% of leagues. Yeah, I totally agree. Yeah, that big game, 24 points, four rebounds, three assists, really good field goal, about 64%. Didn't miss the three throw, um, four threes. If you owned him for that game, um, you obviously would have had a nice little buffer for someone who is obviously on the lower end of, of wave wires and, and yeah. in terms of rankings. So he definitely is a deeper league ad. Um, but but for the reason you touched on, look, Chris Paul's there. You could even just own him for a bit of a flyer in terms of there, there probably will be some resting games. Like well, you can't rule it out. Chris Paul last season could be a bit of an anomaly in terms of he has had to um, go out for injury yeah. a lot in, in he's years been, previous. He's been very so. healthy the last two seasons. And, um, you know, his luck is maybe going to run out at some point. So, yeah. Uh, so, and, and if that happens um, to anyone out there, like you should definitely snatch Cameron Payne up it, it, in, in the instance that Chris Paul does yes, go down. He yes. definitely should be swiped up instantly. Yeah, yeah, 100%. He, he's a good handcuff for Chris Paul if you're in a roto league, uh, a deeper roto league, um, and, and definitely someone, if I'm in sort of like 16-plus sort of leagues, uh, team leagues, uh, I'd be having um, Cameron Payne on my roster because he can go off even in limited minutes, uh, as we saw here. The last guy for the deeper leagues, and this is maybe a little bit of a stash, but there's a bit of an opportunity now. Obviously, we had that. Uh, oh, quickly, what's? Oh, I want to know your take because you're a, you're a Miami Heat fan. But what's what's the uh, what's your reaction on the Nikola Jokic and uh, Markeith <laughs> Morris debacle? What, what, did you see this? I did. I did. I'm honestly, I've got Jokic's back. Everyone's exploding and saying Jokic is in the wrong. Yeah. I mean, Morris came over and just like gave him a good kind of shoulder with an elbow. Cracked him and, in the ribs, he's, man. He's expecting like Jokic won't react. Like the thing is, Jokic is such a big dude yeah. that he just made, he didn't make it look probably as bad as it really was. Like the, um, Markeith came in pretty hard. Like yeah. he, he definitely did. And Jokic wasn't having any of it. He gave him a bit of a shoulder back, shoulder for shoulder. Who's going to win that battle? We all know Jokic is a much bigger, bigger boy. Yeah. So I'm, look, I'm coming to Jokic's defense in this one. Yeah, I, I, I'm there with you. Look, I, look, you, you probably shouldn't be doing that either of you but like yeah two yeah. wrongs don't make a right just yeah. to be clear yeah. but like but, but look, like he started he's he's more of in the wrong yeah and and like i see the whole thing oh i shoved him in his back or whatever but like you can't hit someone and then turn your back and expect that oh no you can't hit me because my back's turned it's like <laughs> no that doesn't work that way uh but anyway i just I, I hate all that fake tough guy nba stuff and then jimmy butler saying he's gonna fight him in the parking lot it's just give me yeah, a break. Me out back. Uh, no one's <laughs> fighting in the nba you're all just gonna get fined and you're not gonna do that so anyway just a bit of a, a, a side side uh story there but bones highland obviously you've got Jokic suspended for a game you've got michael porter jr out for the foreseeable future whatever the fuck that means um from uh, <laughs> malone and um also you, you've you've got I think he's he's working his way into the rotation, and I think I think he's going to be someone who, um, towards the end of the season, he is going to earn some more minutes. And I think there's an opportunity for that to happen right now. So get I would be getting on the front foot um, if I'm in a deeper league and I need some threes, steals, assists, um, solid free throw percentage. Shooter. The field goal percentage might be a bit rough, but I think he is someone who is at least worth monitoring or adding if you're in yeah like 16 team or deeper leagues. What are, you, what are your thoughts on Bonesy? Yeah, I totally agree. I think he's worth adding in deep leagues, yeah. specifically deep leagues, obviously. But um, the steals, steals have been pretty good and consistent in limited minutes. So that's yeah. promising. 1.1 steals um, in and, 15 minutes. Yeah, like that in 15 minutes. Yeah, that's, that, is, that is pretty wild. Yeah. Um, and and he, he was kind of tearing up in pre-league and 
stuff like that. So I, there are definitely some promise there. And with Michael Porter Jr. out, there definitely is some usage to go around. So he'll he'll have a few more shots. Um, so I, I think it is deep leagues, go for him. Yeah, he's already above uh, in front of Campazzo in terms of that rotation. He might even be able to crack in ahead of Monty Morris by the season's end because uh, he's, he's a good player. And uh, we did like him coming into the draft. We had him highlighted uh, higher than when he got drafted uh, in our draft shows. So definitely uh, keep an eye on him. That'll do it for us today, guys. Make sure you like the video if you're watching along YouTube. Give us a five-star rating. Remember, with those five-star ratings, head over to the show title, not onto this um, uh, podcast episode. Go over to the show title and do your rating there. Uh, It would be much appreciated. Uh, Make sure that you are following us on Twitter, on Instagram, if you're on the YouTube channel, those links will be down below. Um, and get us, give us any questions. Any questions you've got, we'll let you know what we think. And we'll catch you guys next time. Bye.